You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. While your KSU gurus are doing game previews, you boneheads sit bruising right on your ski dues. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. The boys are back. It is time for another live show on the Spotify Green Room. They are our sponsor, and we love them. Join Spotify Green Room now available on Android and with Apple iPhones. You have no excuse not to join us. Uh, a little change to the schedule. Next week we are going live 7 p.m. on Wednesday. That's right, we are going live on Wednesday instead of Thursday next week. Uh, on occasion, we are going to switch it up. Next week, Wednesday, we'll get back to the Thursday schedule very soon uh, after that. Just a little change of schedule. We got some fun stuff to talk about. Luckily, Big 12 media days have uh, are just right around the corner. So we have all conference lists. We have different, uh, different rankings, power rankings. We've gotten two recruits. Since we last spoke on the Spotify green room, it is going to be a lot of fun. I got my main man, Grant, early entry into the show today. How are you doing, my friend? And uh, are you ready for another great show on Spotify? I'm good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I'm hearing you good. As opposed to last time? All right. Last time was rough. Last time was rough, but you're sounding good. Yeah, I'm in Topeka. We're staying at my parents while they're out of town. Uh, so I don't know. I was having con- connection problems there. But currently outside right now walking my dog with my baby and my wife. And I'm holding a bag of dog shit. And I'm, it smells really terrible. So I just can't wait to get home so I can throw it away and pour myself a nice bourbon. How are you? I like I like to hear that. Dear. I hear uh, I, I like hearing that. Um, I got some news that I'm going to break for the first time to the Bosco's Boys uh, world. Um, so this time, actually, so it'll be on the 22nd. So actually, I might have to 
start the show late or you might have to be the one who kicks it off. But two weeks from now, I am going to be adopting a little lab rescue. He is going to only be, I think at that time, 12 or 13 weeks old. So I'm going to be a puppy owner uh, maybe during this show uh, two weeks from now. That's exciting. Um, your your life is going to change a little bit there. That's um, all right. I know I'm that's looking forward to it. Cliche to say, but holy shit, dogs and puppies are a lot of work. But that's exciting because you've, I mean, you've needed a dog for quite some time. And yes, you had a dog and then had it cruelly ripped away from you. Yes, it was in I'm, almost comical fashion. Let's, I mean, it was, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think exciting. we ever I'm talked glad. about that on the pod. That might be a story time for another time, but it was one of the most devastating moments of my life. Uh, but we won't worry about that. I will debut the name of uh, the little puppy maybe on the live show two weeks from now. But, yes, I will be a, a dog dad in 14 days. But we got a crew in here. What we're going to do is we're going to kick off, as always, with a little bit of a, a roundtable question. I'm going to uh, have one completely off topic and one Something I'll try to make something close to K State. We're going to start off with give me your go to karaoke song. And if you're not a karaoke person, just give me the song that if you hear while you're driving or you're in the shower, you can't help but sing. And then K State wise, we won't go full on because I think we have some good topics. But what I will ask is if you were going to change the color scheme of Kansas State University, uh, what colors would you change it to? No more purple. Uh, what would you make the primary color scheme? I'm going to start off with my main guy, Hayes. Hayes, I've missed you. Is this the first time you've been on since it's gone to Spotify Green Room? I believe it is. I just keep getting busy on Thursdays. Well, welcome to the Green Room. Give me your karaoke song, and if you're going to change the color scheme of uh, Kansas State University, what colors would you go with? Uh, karaoke song is just like anything from the 2000s. Um, I don't really have one pick color scheme. I always like blue and white. It's just, it's usually pretty clean. It's what my high school was too. What shade of blue? Uh, more on the light side, like a royal blue, but lighter royal than blue. Royals. Okay. okay. All right. I like it. Well, welcome back, Hayes. We're going to jump into some K-State stuff on Mr. K-State Takes. We're going to get to my man, Brett. Brett. Go to karaoke song if you're changing K-State's colors. What colors would you go to? I don't got really got to go to. I normally just go with, with whatever is the vibe. But you know, Sandstorm always comes to mind just as a song that I love to go crazy to. And then I would say I kind of like a crimson and navy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we'll go to Mike. Mike, I hope you are better than some of these young guys. You have to have a go-to karaoke song. Uh, well, I resent the fact that uh, your question implies that I'm old. but um, I'm pretty sure Hayes and Brett, if they're not still in college, they're just out. So No, no, I'm joking. I'm old compared I, to them. I'm, I'm old. Uh, yeah, so um, – it's kind of a it's a bit of a deep cut, but I, I would say probably uh, get a couple other guys up there with me and do "Pass the Mic" by Beastie Boys. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, if I was gonna say uh, change the colors, um, 
I'd probably do a ripoff of Topeka High and Black and Gold. Yeah, Black and Gold, Hoy Hoy, Mighty Troy. Uh, I hear you. I actually have some friends who just bought a house in the Topeka High district. So uh, Topeka High is on the come up. I'm going to go to my man, Connor. Connor, uh, I want to give a shout out. I think your co-host was on last week. Aggieville Alley Cats. I think that is my favorite K-State podcast. So if anyone isn't listening to Aggieville Alley Cats, give them a listen sometime. Connor, give me your go-to karaoke song. If you're going to change the color scheme, what would you go with? Well, first of all, thank you. You're my favorite K-State podcast as well. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. Um, I've only ever done karaoke one time, and that was Bohemian Rhapsody. And... That was a lot of fun. And if I'm going to change the color scheme, I'd roll a black and orange. Uh, I don't know why I just always like that color combo. Hey, I like black and orange too. Uh, We'll get to the good chef, then we'll get Grant, and then we're diving into our K-State topics. Chef, what's your go-to karaoke song? I know you're killing karaoke, and if you're going to change Kansas State's uh, color scheme, what colors are you going with? Um, My go-to karaoke song is Superwoman by uh, Karen White classic song smooth r&b from a girl's perspective you know i'm rocking with that um and then if i had to change the k-state colors i would go gold and blue like a saint thomas aquinas gold helmet with a blue power cat that would be fucking filthy i like it the last time i did karaoke i did man i feel like a woman by shania twain so i'm i'm all for uh Switching up uh, stereotypes. Hit the high notes. Hit the high notes. Don't be scared. Yeah, I, I was quite I was quite drunk. Grant, give me your go-to karaoke song because I know you're a karaoke fiend in color. I think we've uh, answered that one on a Q&A pod before, but, you know, they're fun questions to get us started on this Thursday evening. Uh, I used to be a karaoke whore for sure. Um, my go-to was Usher, Confessions, Part 2, or Burn. I love to crush those. And then um, I'm a, I am like black and gold and like white gold. So like kind of like army. That would, I, would, I would like that quite a bit. Or Vanderbilt. Too, they're your favorite team, Vanderbilt. Chef, yeah. don't make me kick you out. Army's – I don't I – don't, I mean, I don't really like the way that Vanderbilt really does their scheme anyways. It's not as good as army. I like nope. the army's gold color way more. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, and I, I'll just say, while I did Shania Twain the last time I was out doing karaoke, Hero is my go-to song. Let's just, real quick, uh, this is going to be rapid fire, um, because you brought up the Army helmets, which I love. It's the gold with the black stripe. Here's my question to everyone, rapid fire. If K-State was going to do a blank helmet, so color and stripe, what color would you want the helmet? What color would you want the stripe? Uh, just for, you know, a very basic alternate, we're going to go Brett, Mike, Andre, Hayes, Grant, and Connor. Um, for me, I would probably – my selection would be – I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but about probably six months ago, Van Malone retweeted a picture of a K-State helmet with an old Willie. So it's not an alter – that would just be an alternate helmet. For the current K-State, what I would choose. Okay, but if you're just going color, so basically like Army, color and one stripe, no logo, what color are you going with? Uh, Probably white green and a white stripe. All right, 
let's go, Mike. What are you going with? If we're going to copy Army, we're going just basic helmet, color and stripe. What colors are you going with? Well, I'm taking this question as if our colors are maintaining the purple and white. So yes, yes, pur- yeah, yeah. Pur- purple solid and white stripe. I, that's what I really want to see. Andre, what would you go with? Um, I would do matte purple with silver stripe. Okay, Hayes, what are you going with? I'd go with black and a white stripe. I actually think that might look good. I think you need to change the jerseys up a little bit, but I think we could rock that. Connor, what are, what are you going with? Uh, basically the opposite of Andre, a matte white and then a purple stripe. I like that. And then Grant? I'm going traditional all white with a lavender stripe. Whew! Get me hot and bothered. Okay, I love it. Those are uh, intro questions. Now let's just get into some of the K-State news. A fun little surprise that happened since we last recorded. Uh, we got our second, uh, you know, surprise Juco man from Hutch. Uh, wide receiver it's a big boy which is you know a, a strategy that I think Chris Clyman's kind of you know going away from the end of uh, Bill Snyder era where you're just getting a bunch of five eight wide receivers but Tyrone Howell 6'3 wide receiver out of Hutch he's a national champion uh, had a pretty good season seeing that they only played seven games we flipped him from Louisiana Monroe had a Tulsa offer he also had Buffalo as well, and UTSA was sniffing around. So I was excited for this. I was not very high on the Cade Warner pickup. So I like this, you know, little infuse of wide receiver talent. I'm going to go to Connor first. Connor, when this dropped, and I think it was just, you know, it just kind of popped out there. He tweeted it out. Are you excited about this addition to the wide receiver room? Um. I'm not not excited, mainly because I just had no idea it was coming, so there wasn't any like way to build up hype for it. But I'm always fine with a quality addition to the receiver room, and I think he could be at least a slightly lesser version of Chabaston Taylor. And if you can do that, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah, I hear you. He has three years left. We'll go down to Brett. Brett, where is your confidence level in this wide receiver room and did adding Tyrone Howell do anything to change it? Or is it just, hey, he's a nice little depth piece uh, in case Sebastian isn't ready to roll? I look at more as a depth piece and a piece for the future because I don't think Sebastian or Malik, if everything goes well, will be here next year. So I think it's mainly for next year. But I think it's a good depth piece and something that maybe a wider tier four potential. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. He has three years of eligibility, so that does give you some cover if Sebastian and uh, Malik leave, which I'm expecting. Um, Grant, here's another guy. It is not the typical mold of recent wide receivers. Three years left. What do you think we're going to see from Mr. Al? I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody really could possibly know. Sorry, I've got traffic in the background. I'll go back inside. But um, his numbers aren't, like, super impressive, but I like his body type. I think K-State has always kind of um, lacked that big physical receiver. We've had one every once in a while, and it's tended to pay off for us. Um, But his best numbers were in the title game. He had over 100 yards and six catches, so he is a national champion on a certain level or on one level, and that's always a positive, so – he knows what it takes to, you know, be successful. 
comes from a program that is successful. So I like that. Um, he's got, what do you say, three years of eligibility. So that's great. Plenty of time to work with him. Um, if he can be a contributor in the next couple of years, then that's, that's good. All right, Mike, this guy is someone who actually started off as a Division II player, decided to take a flyer on himself, play at a JUCO level, originally committed to a G5 team, and now he's on a Power 5 roster. What do you make from uh, this guy's journey? Do you think it's just, hey, this is just modern football recruiting, or do you think there might be something like saying, hey, this guy knows how to get himself to that next level, and that's going to be a uh, big plus for the team? Or am I just making stuff up? I could just make stuff up. I think I think it's a huge positive, and I think that you know you get players like this that come through the JUCO ranks, and they come in with a little bit more maturity uh, than some of these high school freshmen, um, you know. And he had to build himself up. I I mean I think with his size, this may be a bit of a hot take, but I see him being a K State K State star uh, in the next year or two with Jake Rubley just dropping bombs in this guy right in his hands. So uh, I'll get to Hayes and then we'll end uh, the conversation on Mr. I, I honestly King, you got Kingsley Ugwu and Tyrone Howell, two great names coming from Hutch, but Mr. Howell, Hayes, what do you think of this guy? I'm having daydreams thinking of this six, three, two fifteen guy, just, mossing people on the reg do you think we're going to see that early this season or do you think he's going to take a little time to build up and do you have any worries about him playing a six or seven game juco uh, schedule and then trying to come and play this fall um i'll start with the question do we have any idea how fast he is he's not a burner i watched his tape this is going to be a guy um, I think Brett or Connor, I can't remember which one of you guys said it. He is going to be a little bit in that Sebastian Taylor mold. He He's hopefully going to be able to go up and get it. He's not running past anyone. This isn't Byron Pringle, um, who, when you think back to it, had – I mean, I'll, I'll ask the question after this, but everyone think about it. Who had a better size and speed combination than Byron Pringle? But uh, I don't think he is going to be – he's not running past anyone. Well, in that case, I don't, I don't really see him being a huge impact just like this season, especially since Malik Knowles is going to be on an All Big Twelve team. Um, Love it. Maybe Love in the it. future he could be Sebastian Taylor, but I'm a like it's not like I'm dogging on the guy. I'm just a little worried we might have a Kel- Kelvin Benjamin on our hands. But if he could turn into something impressive, that'd be awesome. I don't think he'll be Kelvin Benjamin, but I I, I see why you might think that. Um, Chef, what what are what's your take on the young man from Hutch? Are you excited for him, or do you think it's just going to be another guy? No, I'm definitely excited for him, especially looking out into the future, like everybody was saying. And you brought up Cade Warner, uh, and it makes you wonder, like when they brought him in, it, that kind of automatically secures him as just a leader, a leader in the locker room, not somebody we're going to see on on the field right away, especially in his last year. So. I mean, if he can come in and be a four, um, just a, a depth piece, go across the middle, get some receptions, maybe in the red zone, that's kind of what I'm looking for until, like you guys said, Malik and Sebastian leave, and then we need that big body receiver until, like, I think maybe Travis. He's kind of short, but he's kind of in that same bowl, that thick, 
kind of go get it kind of receiver. Yeah, so I, I, I like that you brought up Cade Warner. I'll come back to the – maybe that will be our exit question. Who, What wide receiver do you think had the best combo of size and speed? But I, I want to ask this question. We added Cade Warner super early, and then we've also seen us go out and grab two late transfers after we already thought we were done. So I'm going to ask this question to everyone. Did we add Cade Warner too early? And then did we also add Mr. Munoz too early? Uh, and then do you think they made a mistake not grabbing another linebacker? So th- that's three questions. I'll start with Grant. Grant, we got Cade Warner. We got Munoz. Both guys have been heralded as kind of locker room guys. Um, I think we jumped the gun way too early on both those guys. And seeing these too late Juco ads, I'm a little nervous that we didn't grab another linebacker. Yeah, I agree. Um, even when we got Warner, I think we were kind of questioning that at the time. Like, how much is this guy actually going to contribute? And are we just doing this for, like, a culture corrective thing, which is kind of silly um, in hindsight when you think about it. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really liked <laughs> the Munoz edition either. That was kind of criticized from day one. And, I mean, time will tell. I think we'll get some mileage out of Munoz. Um, I don't know about Warner. I think he's kind of going to just chill and be a depth piece um, and barely see the field. But um, I agree with you. Definitely worried that we didn't add an additional linebacker. Um, People seem to be worried about that position group. Uh, We'll see how Wayne Jones pans out. I haven't heard anything about him in quite some time outside of the fact that he's 72 years old apparently according to google um but yeah it's they right now they kind of look like two players that i mean they don't move the needle for us at all in any way um so we'll see we'll see how it plays out but i pretty much expect nothing from warner and i think you know we'll get a little bit out of the linebacker all right, Connor, uh, Cade Warner, it seemed like at least this that was always my least favorite of the pickups. I mean, going out and getting another Juco receiver this late in the game kind of emboldens my opinion of not being high on that. Um, do you think that bringing in Warner was a mistake? And then also just kind of give me your take on how the coaching staff handled the transfer market when it comes to linebacker. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think Warner was a great ad, and uh, neither is Munoz. Uh, I, I think that it was maybe a reaction to the end of the season where we just kind of ran out of players, and uh, they just saw these guys as depth guys and just wanted warm bodies there, which I can understand that logic. I may not have wanted to use scholarships on them, but regardless, that was, i guessing, their line of thinking. I definitely think we should add another linebacker, though. And it seemed like we had some opportunities to do that, and we passed for one reason or another. And I get not wanting to have a bad culture fit after last season, but no. at, yeah, at some point you may just want to pull the trigger on a guy, although that may have been what got them into that mess in the first place. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I would like to see more linebacking strength here, but I guess we'll see when the season starts. All right, Chef. Especially when it comes to Grant, make sure you mute your mic. Come on, man. We don't need yeah. to hear you. Oh, yeah, sorry. we don't need to hear you telling <laughs> your dog no. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's Newman's, a, Newman's a good boy. Let Newman do whatever he wants. All right, Chef, We those were two of our quickest pickups. Uh, 
bringing in another wide receiver, I think, makes that Cade Warner pickup look very stupid unless, you know, his dad is going to be wearing a Cats by 90 shirt on the NFL Network every day. <laughs> Absolutely. So that would make it okay. Um, but I don't think he's going to. Um, and then we've seen these two super late pickups of Juco guys, and it, it really has me thinking, all right, why didn't they end up uh, using one of those spots to go out and get a Juco linebacker? What is your take on, uh, you know, the wide receiver transfer, uh, you know, allocation? And do you think that, hey, we're going to end up regretting not finding one of these Hutch, you know, linebackers and bringing them up with their buddies? Well, yeah, I mean, the Cade Warner with the wide receiver room, I can justify that. His dad getting public, public, uh, publicity on NFL Network if his dad ever shows his son maybe playing a special teams rep or whatever, um, which won't happen. But um, but Munoz so early, especially him being a former walk-on, we have a million of those playing linebacker for depth pieces. We don't need that, especially if he's just going to play special teams or potentially be a fourth linebacker, which is kind of scary thinking about now. But like Connor was saying, you can't go out on the fly and get a kid that just got booted off of SMU or um, a kid from Arizona State linebacker, and he's a hot shot that might be a fourth linebacker and he brings the locker room down again, but we could have waited and had Austin Moore be the fourth linebacker. And it's basically, basically equivalent. And if we're finding Juco guys with talent that just played their season, like you said, maybe there is a Hutch linebacker that could fill in, go to Butler or something like that. But I mean, we'll see with Munoz cause he'll actually play, which it's scary, but if he if he performs, we'll all look back and say we were wrong, and he's he's all right. I would love for him to be awesome and be wrong, Mike. Let's look specifically with the wide receivers with you. Do you think that bringing in a JUCO wide receiver this late basically is the staff throwing their hands up and saying, "All right, yeah, maybe we jumped the uh, gun with Warner," or do you think it was? More of a, oh, hey, you know, we don't necessarily need another wide receiver, but this guy is worth getting into the program. Which one of those two uh, answers do you think is most likely? Um, well, I mean, I think it's a, it's a bit of both. Honestly, like uh, Warner wasn't going to be all that impactful. And, um, you know, I mean, I'll throw a little bit of a curveball in here. I do think that, you know, I've said it before. Um, I think that with the funky year we had last year and just not that con- the continuous reps for all guys, there's going to be like a healthy dose of injuries on the team and you're going to need that depth. Um, some positions more so than others wide receiver may not be one of them, but I just think, you know, ultimately they saw that the staff needed more depth at wide receiver. Uh, and they saw this kid as, you know, one of the taller targets out there that you just don't find at K-State very often. Um, and he's going to be a nice ad, I think. But with injuries, like you were saying, where we were dropping left and right, why add a Juco guy that just got done playing a season six weeks ago? I mean, yeah, it's a good point. But, um, I mean, I don't know. You might say that because he was able to finish out with that kind of season, maybe he's in a better shape, better position. Maybe he didn't have that. COVID affect him as much. You never know. I don't know. 
I would also say I'm not expecting either one of those guys to be playing major snaps in the non-con. I, I think that those, especially for this year, uh, are going to be truly depth guys. But they both have three years, so they are going to have uh, you know a bigger impact down the road. Or at least that's how I see it. Um, we'll get to Hayes and then Brett before we move on. Hayes, amongst these two late Juco pickups, uh, let's just look beyond those two. Do you think that maybe they should have held more spots to get some of these Juco guys after their season ended? Because if you look through the Juco ranks, you see more and more of these Juco All-Americans that were getting ready to go to the Sun Belt, getting ready to go to the MAC, the guys that you usually would have seen going out to the Pac-12, coming to places like K-State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Uh, do you think that maybe they jumped the gun, they got a little too, uh, you know, transfer happy, or do you think it was more important getting guys who could contribute from the jump uh, since these guys really are coming off of a six-game season in the spring? I think that maybe their thought um, would have agreed with us at the time, but in hindsight, we disagree because – like, for example, the Munoz pick, I think it eased a little bit of tension at the time because we saw a real need. And if we're sitting here on July 8th or whatever and we get a linebacker recruit tomorrow, like, the fans would have been pissed the last however many months that we didn't have anybody. Um, so I, I, re- I understand where they're coming from, and I think Munoz will be fine. But if I could go on a little bit um, – I don't think our linebackers will be as much of an issue as we think because judging by the fact that they're not going out to get anyone and just the nature of our players, I think there's a good chance we stick to dime this year and just stick in Wayne Jones or Pritchard or somebody in the linebacker and then uh, just roll with our DBs because we got a lot of them now. I do think that there is some validity to the idea of how they're working to play. I think, and shout out to KSA Online, and I, I wouldn't share this on our show if Derek hadn't talked about it on K-Man with John Kurtz. I think it sounds like they're going to a three-three-five alignment, and only one of those linebackers being one of those true quote-unquote linebackers how we've grown up thinking of them. You're going to have a more safety hybrid, and you're going to have a more defensive end hybrid amongst them. So I think there might be some validity to what you're saying. Uh, Brett, uh, last one on these uh, two Juco transfers. So we brought in Howell. We brought in Kingsley Uglu, um, the offensive tackle, to go along with all of the four-year transfer guys that we got. Overall, just give me your grade. What grade would you have given them in the transfer? Not all portal because you got two Juco's, but what grade would you bring them in the uh, entrance of all these transfers? I really like the addition of Kingsley. I think that eventually moving BB inside is going to be really impactful for the offensive line. And even if Kingsley doesn't work out, you still have Whit Mitchum and Austin Weiner and Carver Willis and young guys coming up. I'm not too big on Howell because I think, but I think over time, so I give it probably like an A minus, B plus. I like it. I like it. Okay, so let's uh, jump into it. Grant and I will not be down in at Big Twelve Media Days next week. I'm not. I'm not going because they disrespected Jacksonine. I will not go to an event amongst media peers that do not give Jacksonine uh, all Big Twelve uh, love. So 
Uh, yeah, we need to go down there and cause a ruckus, man. No, 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 not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, I, I understand, but it's not going to happen. I might tweet. I might actually, actually, I think they're going to allow Zoom call-in, so I might try to f- bomb the uh, commissioner and get something in there. But that's not. Well, actually, we will be talking about that here in a second. But let's first get into it. Um, the only All Big Twelve pick that we had was Mr. Turner, Philip Brooks. Um, here's my question to all of you: Just give me a yes or no. And if it's no, tell me who it will be. Yes or no, Philip Brooks will have the most return uh, touchdowns for the team this year. If you say no, give me who you think is going to. Let's start with Grant. Okay. Brett, do you think he will lead the team in return touchdowns? No. Malik Knowles, if healthy. All right. Mike. Yes. How many of them versus KU? Two. Two, two again versus KU, that'd be amazing. Chef, what are you saying? Yep. Okay, Hayes. No, I think Knowles gets him because of kick returns. Okay, and then Connor, what do you think? I think yes. Okay, do you all right, do you want to see him? I'll, I'll ask this to Connor. Do you want to see him? be the guy on kickoffs as well, or do you want him to just purely be the punt guy? Because even after we had all those injury problems, he never was back there on kickoffs. I'm not quite sure why he wasn't back on kickoffs. Maybe he just wasn't fielding them as well. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Maybe they just didn't want to have him out there for as many plays. But uh, I'd be fine with him being back there on kickoffs. He's proved it on punt returns. I think that's why he won't be on kickoff is because, I mean, we lose Keon Mosey. I think he'll be that kind of slot guy that does the jet sweep. I'm going to say this. I want to see Echo Boydo return a kickoff. I want to see that speed out there. Uh, But let's get into it. So it was very heavy, top-heavy, Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State. I think we all wanted to see Deuce on that uh, preseason Big 12 team. I think we, or at least I was very passionate about wanting to see Jack Stenine on that team. I can understand. I can honestly see why Dukes didn't make it. But we'll go around the table and say, all right, who was the biggest surprise? Make a case for whoever you want uh, to be on there. And uh, was there anyone on defense that you thought was worthy of it? Or maybe you could just say, hey, no, we don't have anyone worthy of that preseason honor. We'll go with Grant first. I haven't had a chance to look this over yet, so skip me for now. Okay, we're going to skip you for now. I'm going to go to Connor first then. Connor, just give me your take on the preseason all-conference team. Who should have made it? Uh, Is there anyone who you would really stand on the table for? Do you think when you look at it, hey, this makes sense? Um, Unfortunately, for the most part, I do think it makes sense, but I will advocate for the Seawolf being the preseason fullback. And if there's any defender you can make an argument for, you could maybe do, say something for Julius Brents, but he hasn't proven himself yet. But like, I guess we're saying that just because we've heard so much good about him and the rest of the media probably hasn't seen that yet. Definitely. All right, we'll go down to Hayes. Hayes, is there anyone you would stand on the table for? Um, it's not just Big 12. It's K-State fans, too. I don't know where Echo Boydo's respect is going. Uh, I wish he'd be on there. Um, but also, I understand Deuce, because I think we have three of the top five running backs in the nation. 
So, like, even if you're third in the Big 12, you're still really good. No, I hear that. And then uh, with the Echo Boydo shout, I think there are some good corners in the league, but I think there's a lot to be said there because I actually was lucky enough just a couple days ago to watch some all-22 view of K-State defense. And it is wild how with Echo's length and speed, his guys are just not getting open. And I think he's gotten a lot of love in some of the preseason magazines of the guys who go all in on the all-22. I think only three times all year he gave up a reception that resulted in a first down. So I think that's a good shout. And I think maybe it's because he never gets to make plays on the ball because they're not testing him is maybe why folks don't give him that love. Let's get down to Brett. Brett, any guys that you think, wow, he was really robbed? Is there anyone on defense you want to give a little love to? Or do you think ultimately, hey, it is what it is and it sounds about right? I think it sounds about right. I mean, I would take a stance for Deuce just because if you look at the last season's numbers, he and Robinson were both first team, all freshman, all Americans, but Deuce had three more touchdowns and about 200 more yards and had flashier plays. But the media sees that Robinson was a high recruit and that is how it is, but I think it's about right. All right, Chef, Chef, who I think you're on Team Seawolf with me. Uh, maybe we need to go all January 6th and storm the uh, Jerry World. I'll storm Arlington real fucking quick. <laughs> but, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously Team Seawolf. I'm getting the graphics made right now for when he scores his, I think, his first touchdown. Yeah, we haven't gotten him into the end. Yeah. Maybe that's once, what we need to see. Once we get him in, once we get him, he'll be automatic all Big 12 next year, whatever. Um, Deuce kind of got robbed. Um, I mean, they said it just a second ago. I mean, that's the stats even proved that he should be ahead of that other freshman. Um, and then on defense, I think J Mac is kind of getting disrespected. I mean, he's a in the box safety, and I think playing the run, he played it really well. He got burnt a couple times, but I think he had maybe two picks last year as well. He played some decent coverage, especially in. I mean, West Virginia kind of ate us up on the out routes, but I don't think that was his fault. But, I mean, I think J-Mac could have got a look, especially being a fifth-year senior. I think that's who I would say on defense. I mean, J-Mac was playing great until he got banged up, I think, in that West Virginia game. So, I'm I'm for it. I think I said on the show uh, he was going to be an all-Big 12 honorable mention guy. But at one point or another, you know, during that start to Big 12 play, I think I said that about everyone. We'll go to Mike. Uh, Mike, what, what was your take when you saw the all Big 12 teams by the media? Um, anyone that you want to stand on the table for? Or do you think, hey, you know, it is what it is. It looks right to you. I mean, yeah, I think it probably is what it is. Um, you know, I, I think if Deuce has a similar production as last year, then, you know, we're going to be seeing him for the rest of his college career on that list. Um, but you know, he was just a freshman, so whatever. Um, I get it. I think, you know, I don't, there's nobody that I think from our defense that should be on the list, but I do think, uh, you know, maybe a guy that will prove himself to be on that list next season, uh, based on his performance this year would be, uh, Khalid Duke. He might have a big one. I think our, uh, our, our friend Phil Steele has him as a possible NFL guy. 
Grant, uh, we gave you a little time. Is there anything that you thought was a little harsh on the guys, or do you think ultimately, hey, you know, the media got it right? I think the media, they got it right. Um, I don't feel too hard-pressed about Deuce Vaughn. I mean, listen, we know Deuce Vaughn's a really exciting young player. He was, you know, for a good portion of last year, our only weapon at certain times. But um, as, as, as an out-and-out running back against, you know, guys like Brees Hall. Brees Hall's a no-brainer. Bijan Robinson, insanely good, um, statistically better running back than Deuce Vaughn. A lot of Deuce Vaughn, I mean, we got to remember that a lot of Deuce Vaughn's explosiveness came from receiving it. Um, he had 434 receiving yards and only 642 rushing yards, which is nothing to, like, bat an eye at. But, you know, if we're going head-to-head, like, pure running backs – I mean, we use Deuce very differently than these schools use guys like Brees Hall and B. John Robinson. I think if there's a person that should be feeling slighted, it's uh, West Virginia's running back, Letty Brown. I think he's one of the more underrated backs in the in the conference. Uh, he fucking tore us up, and he was consistently very good last year. So, I don't know. I mean, top to bottom, I think it's fine. We can't really have too many complaints. We've got a lot of unknowns in the squad and we lost five straight games. So um, that's where I stand. Would you want an all-purpose, like, an all-purpose player on the all-Big 12 and stuff? But I think that would be a smart play. Yeah, that I could be a cool addition. Honestly, that probably should be there instead of fullback. But, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not going to concede that until Jackson's <laughs> graduated. I need, I need Jackson to get a couple first-team all-Big 12 fullback spots. So let's just go through the group real quick. Give me the one guy, if you were going to make a bet on one player making the first team all-conference at the end of the season, and it cannot be Deuce and it cannot be Jack Stanine, because I think both of them will be there because Jax is going to score six touchdowns this year. Who would you bet on? We're going to start with Brett. I'm going to take Julius Brents. All right, Mike, who are you going with? Uh, oof. I, I think J-Mac. J-Mac, I like it. Grant, who are you going with? I'm going to say, I'm going to make a very bold claim here. Let's say Skylar fucking Thompson. You know what that means. <laughs> He's first team all big 12. That means you we're, know what we're, that means. That means we're going to the fucking playoff. All right, Connor, who, who's going to make first team? Not named, Ju- not named Deuce, not named Jax. Uh, I'll roll with Echo. All right, Chef. Josh Revis. Woo, Josh Revis. Here's a hot take. I don't even know when, if he's going to start all season. Well, if he does, because if Deuce is going crazy and Skyler stays healthy, and if we're doing doing all right, if we're 9-3 and three or whatever, I think they're going to look at the O-line and our how we play. I think they're going to say, who's the biggest offensive line? Who's the one that's played? Noah might make it, but I think there's a pretty damn good center at. No, he graduated. He, he plays for the Chiefs now. Um, I, maybe maybe Noah Johnson. One of those two. Okay, so Chef not paying attention to rules and going with two guys. Hayes, who are you going with? At League Four Six. Oh man! Imagine if it's Malik and Skyler. That would be amazing. I just gotta say, Cooper BB will be first team All Big Twelve this year. That's that's my bet. Now let's get into it. This is the one that uh, I think K-State fans are always just ready to uh, chomp at the bit on Twitter. But honestly, it's about where I thought we would land. The media poll came through. 
I think no surprise, Oklahoma with 35 of the 39 first place votes. Iowa State, number two, the only other team with a first place vote. Texas comes behind them. And this is where it gets interesting. Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, K-State, and then a pretty big gap. And then Baylor, another like a 20-point gap. Texas Tech, who I think if my math is correct, almost very close to being a unanimous ninth place finish. And then KU, every single media person who voted had KU last. K-State closer to West Virginia and almost closer to fifth place than we are to eighth. Before we get into where you guys would have the Big 12 going, just tell me, uh, you know, do you feel disrespected? Do you feel uh, overrated? Or do you think, hey, makes sense for the Cats? We're going to start with Grant. Grant, where, where are you? What's your chip rating when it comes to the preseason poll? This is perfect. This is a great chip rating. Because um, we are chip on your shoulder, University. And I think we need this. Um, as mentioned before, we came up. We're coming off of a very poor season, and I think that is honestly. Um, I think that might be lulling some people to sleep because we're returning some. I mean, I think returning Skyler is so large that um, people are underestimating us. But I think it's fair, um, pretty much top to bottom. I, I don't have like a whole lot of problems with this. I think Texas is a little bit high, but I'll take it. I'll, I mean, I'm fine with being ranked seven. Whatever. I I I much prefer the disrespect cards. Let's go prove these. Okay, we'll go, we'll go to Connor. Connor, we're sitting at seven, closer to six, six than we are of eight. Is that disrespect? Do you think that's where it should be? Where is your vibe when you saw that come out? I mean, I think objectively it's probably the right call. However, if I don't look at it objectively and put on the purple glasses, this is the biggest disrespect because we just have to have that chip on our shoulder. But but I think realistically it is a pretty good spot, and I I think that it's right that these that kind of middle of the table is pretty close because that's ultimately how it's going to shake out. I think just who gets the tiebreakers. I think you're probably correct. I think middle of the pack will be a lot of tiebreaker stuff. We'll go to Hayes. Hayes, what was your reaction when you saw it? Cats at seven. I was fully expecting eighth, so I was pretty happy. Even though we are going to finish top five. Because, I mean, like, seventh is, like, what, three and six? And say you go two and one or three and oh in non-con, you're right out of over-under. So I thought it was pretty fair. Yeah, I, you know, I ultimately, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably getting there. Let's, let's see what Chef has to say, though. Man, fuck that, man. We should have been number wanted. two. Fuck Iowa State. We should have been up there. That's what I'm thinking. Fuck that. That's what we go to, Chef. For uh, Brett, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to back that up. Brett, what what is your take on that? We're right where we should be. Chip on our shoulder, we'll be fine. Okay, and then Mike, you're gonna round us out. Uh, I think it's the right call, but I agree with Hayes. We're gonna finish top five. Okay, perfect. Now I'm going to ask everyone if you had a media poll to rank them. We're going to, when we get closer to the season, we're going to have official predictions. We're probably going to have a full month of live shows where we're getting official predictions on the docket. Um, so you can change it up before then, but I just want to hear everyone. I'll go first to give everyone a little bit of time to think. I'm going with number one. I'm going to, as much as boring as it is, I'm saying Oklahoma. Number two 
and I know Grant will disagree with this, I'm going to go with Texas. Um, if Sark is a decent game manager at all, they were very close in every one of their losses. I, I think that it'll be a Red River matchup in Arlington. Number three, I'm actually going to go with TCU. I think that this is the year Gary Patterson bounces back for the first time in a long time. Um We'll see. Maybe it's because I'm becoming too good of friends with the Stats of War guys, uh, but that's where I have them. Number four, I'm going with Oklahoma State. Uh, I think they're actually going to start slow but come on late. Number five, I have K-State. I'm going number five for us. Number six, Iowa State. They're going to collapse early. They're going to implode on themselves. They're only going to get a couple of the win- – they're going to get the wins versus the lower half of the league and then maybe one upset. Number seven, I'm going with Baylor. I don't really know why. Eight, West Virginia, because Neil Brown needs to start losing. Otherwise, we are in trouble. Number nine, I'm going to skip. Number 10, Texas Tech. They're going over, and I'm actually going to say KU. Lance Leopold goes 2-10, and 10, cra- catches the over – beats whoever their FCS team is, and beats Texas Tech. So that is my 10. I will 100% probably change that by the time we're doing our official predictions pod. But, hey, it's media season, so we're just going to get wild. Uh, We're going to go with Grant next. Grant, give me your 1 through 10 as we sit here in July. This is not the official prediction. We will have an official pod for that later. Number one, the Oklahoma Sooners. Somebody's going to have to knock them off and – We'll find out who it's going to be. Number two, the Kansas State University Wildcats. Number three, Texas. Number four, TCU. Number five, coming in at fifth and just missing a Champions League spot, Iowa State. Number six, Oklahoma State. Number seven, West Virginia. Number eight, Baylor. Nine, Texas Tech. Ten, Kansas. All right, we're going to go to Connor because no offense to everyone else in the room, I respect his opinion the most. Connor, how would you fill it out if you had a media poll this year? Uh, well, like everybody else, I think I'm going to go with Oklahoma one. I mean, there'll be a one loss, uh, number one, because they'll lose to us again, of course, but as a tradition. Uh, two, I have Texas. Three, I have Oklahoma State. Four, for TCU. Five, K-State. Uh, six is Iowa State. Seven, West Virginia. Eight, Baylor. Nine, Texas Tech. And ten is KU, once again, going winless. I love I love the energy we're putting on Iowa State right now. Hayes, no peer pressure. You can put Iowa State wherever you want to, but if you had a media poll, what, how would you fill it out this year? I'm going to go OU, Texas, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, K-State. Crap, I just realized I ran K-State really low. Hey, it's uh, all right. We'll have an official <laughs> one later. You got to go with then, your gut. Uh, Then we'll go Tech, Baylor, KU. All right, we're going to go to Brett. Brett, let's hear it. I got OU at one. I got Texas at two. The Cats at three. TCU, Iowa State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, KU, and Baylor. Baylor, Baylor's going to suck. I would love it. I would be all for Baylor going over. Uh, we'll go Mike, and then we'll we'll go Chef last. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up here. 
Uh, I'm going Texas one, uh, Oklahoma two, uh, and it's going to be based on that game, the Red River ri- rivalry, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and then I'm going to go K-State three, Iowa State four, uh, TCU five, Oklahoma State six, uh, West Virginia seven, Baylor eight, uh, Texas Tech nine, KU ten. All right, Chef, let's hear it. If you had a media poll, what would it be? Also, maybe next year, whenever Bosco's voice calls it calls it quits, I don't know when that time will be. Never. I, I'll be I, the I, next host. Fuck it. No, well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> whenever we're willing to throw away any sort of Big 12 media relations, I'm going to apply for a handful of credentials, and I'm going to let – uh, Grant and I, and then maybe two boneheads, fill it out under the Bosco's Boys banner, and we can just go fucking wild and see if the Big 12 actually counts our votes and just see what happens. Because I think whenever we're willing to give up on ever being invited to media days ever again, I think we might as well do that. Uh, so we'll go to Chef. Chef, give me your poll if you were if you were filling one out this year. I got OU. Uh, Texas. We're gonna lose the Texas on the day before Thanksgiving. It's gonna fucking suck. Day or after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Gonna That's suck. gonna be depressing. We're gonna lose that, and that would put us in the second to go to the title game. But we don't. Fucking hell. Uh, K State, then Iowa State, then the Pokes, uh, TCU, West Virginia, Baylor can die. Texas Tech's not a real school, and KU doesn't exist. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll we'll do a wacky one, and then we will do an end of the show question. And just a reminder, I think uh, I don't know if anyone was in here when I made the announcements uh, before I started sending out the links. Uh, but we are going to be going live next week. But we are switching it up. We are going to be going live on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Oh, hold on. Who's Brian? Who's Brian? Brian, what's up? What do you have to say? Looks positive, whatever it's going to be. I'm um, worried about Brian here. I'm worried yeah, about I'm, Brian. <laughs> I'm kicking Brian off. No, Brian. Brian, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Why? Brian, all right, what's up? Brian, what, 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 do, you, what do you have to say? Who are you, what, what's your favorite college football team? Because it I, I, doesn't look I just, like you're a cat. I just got here, by the way, so, you know, temper, temper your expectations, but I'm a TCU fan. Oh, yeah, it's fucking oh, Brian. We know Brian. Brian, we love you. Welcome back. Wow, that changed super fast. Well, I forgot about you. It's been a while. Brian, you, you came in a little late. We're about to get to our uh, end of the show questions, but just give me, we were talking Big 12 media days on the horizon. We were talking about media polls, all that type of stuff. If you had a poll uh, in the media poll this year, uh, what would how would you have done the Big 12? Give me one through ten. Jesus, dude. Okay. So whoever <laughs> voted for Iowa State second, they should be stripped, obviously. It's Oklahoma. No doubt about it. You could put Iowa State number two. I'm going to be bold and say Texas, number three. That's not very bold amongst this group. We hate Iowa State. You guys have number two? No, we hate them. I think we had them as low as six and seven for a couple of us. I got them four. Okay. So I'll say, I'll say two. They, they are number two. 
until they prove otherwise. Currently. I'm taking your gem away. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'll put I'll, I'll put state two, Texas three. I'll put I'll put TCU four. Give me Baylor. Give me. Oh, it gets tough now, dude. If you're gonna have me name it off the top of my head, I have some time to think, honestly. From here on out, I would I would love to hear the consensus though. What do you guys? Cats are number one. That's what that's what we landed on. No, I think for the Whoa. most part, this group. Cats. TCU well, eight. Patterson yeah, yeah, we had yeah, we had eight. No, I think amongst the group again, this is a K State group. I think we all had Oklahoma number one except for Mike. Texas was probably the closest to being our consensus number two. Then from there it's just a hodgepodge of, you know, people being bullish on the hometown cats, Oklahoma State. Yeah, uh, I think we had West Virginia up there. I think TC I had TCU at three, so uh, it's just kind of a hodgepodge from there out, and then I think everyone has KU last except for me. I think I think Texas Tech is going winless in the Big Twelve. I think KU beats them. No, so. no, that's where I'm at. Tech, Tech's, Tech's not going winless, but that's what you're. That's right. where I'm at, Brian. That's right. where I'm beyond, at, Brian. Beyond three or four, it's it's a toss up. There's nothing set in stone. We'll see yep. how the coaches do. We'll see how uh, you know August practices go. But, yeah, I agree. It's still Oklahoma number one, without a doubt. I love it. Okay, so we're going to do a funny one on the uh, Big 12 Media Days. Uh, The question is, as we're going to wrap up the show, if you could give anyone, any of the head coaches or Bullsby, I mean, if you want to give the commissioners some truth serum. So they have to answer a question truthfully. They have no choice. They have to answer it. What Coach and or, I guess, Bowlesby, whatever. Who would you ask your question to and what would your question be? I'm going to go with Grant first because, Grant, we were there. We were there back in 2019. We're not going to be here this year, maybe next year. But if you could ask any of them a question under truth serum in front of the entire world, what are you asking (laughs) and to who? I would ask Klein and how much he hates Jonathan Alexander. That would be amazing. I That would be amazing. Uh, let's go to Brett. Brett, you get to ask any of the coaches anything under truth serum. What are you asking? I'd ask Bill Self about his cheating scandal. All right. We're going to have to get you up to Kansas City for uh, basketball media days. We'll go to Mike. Uh, I would try to ask. Uh, you're saying I can only pick one? Only one. Truth, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I guess I'd have to ask Bullsby how happy he is that uh, Miles is gone. <laughs> that I, I bet he was happy to get Miles out of here. All right. We'll go to Brian. Brian, you got truth, sir. You got to ask anyone anything at media days. What would you go with? I'm asking Steve Sarkeesian, does he have an in-home bar? and? What kind of beer does he have in his fridge? <laughs> Great question. Oh, Brian, 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 Brian. We missed you. We didn't miss your bowl takes, but we, we missed you having fun with us. Uh, Hayes, who are you asking? And uh, Who are you asking? What's the question? I'm asking Matt Campbell where he hides the bodies so we can get him the hell out. <laughs> that would be amazing. He does seem a little crazy. Connor, 
Connor, what would you ask? You're, you're, I, you're the closest thing to an actual J in this room. So what would you be asking? Um, I would probably ask Lance Leopold why the hell he took the KU job. I think, uh, as uh, Mark Mangino once said, dollar signs. But, you know, who knows? Uh, Chef, what are you asking? I'm asking Kleiman how much uh, fucking dank weed he smoked at Northern Iowa. I think it's zero based on what we've heard about some of He's got to be fucking lying. I mean, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Hazleton. Hazleton is still around. That would be a Dude, good question. Hazleton, I've heard stories. I think Hazleton liked the sticky icky, as the kids like to say. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week's show. Again, we are going live next Wednesday, but I'm giving the MVP of the night to my guy, Connor. Connor, you have the MVP of the show tonight. Tell all the hey, listeners. Hey, Scott, before we go, before right. we go, Hold Jason on, Terry, the other big bodied receiver. Oh, yes. That's James. a good call. Jason Terry. What did I say? Yeah, what did I say? Jason? Terry. My bad. James. You said Jason. James Terry, Gary Danielson, dickheads. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that's what he said. Every He fucked that up so many times in the Oklahoma game. Drives me nuts. Well, that, that's that's a good call. A, a big body dude who can move. So that's a good good shout. Thank you, Andre. All right, I'm gonna can I, give. Can I give that shout now? I just I have to give it. Mine, mine yeah. is Quincy Moore. How, how tall was he? Uh, I think he was probably six two. He was six one. Six one. Okay, that counts. All right. Any you other suck. shouts? Your answer sucks. Great. Get receivers. out of here. No, I it's agree. fine. I agree. Quincy Morgan. I like that. Quincy Prince Morgan. Prince. I I thought he was shorter than that. I think Quincy Morgan's the call. Hayes, Brett, or Connor, any big-bodied wide receivers who can move that better than uh, Byron Pringle? Any shouts? Leak for six. Hey, there you go. Malik can do it. All right, uh, that's all we got. I am giving the MVP to my guy, Connor. Connor, first plug your show. I think you guys just dropped an episode. Um, And just, you know, tell the Boneheads anything you want, and then uh, we'll call it a night. Yeah, Uh, go give us a listen on Spotify or – Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, it's uh, Aggieville Alley Cats. Uh, we talk K State all the time. Uh, we generally release them once a week. We're recording like right after this show, actually. So we should have an episode going up Saturday at noon. So keep your eyes out for that. We're talking conference realignment. I have like four spreadsheets with some absolutely chaotic realignments. So if you're into that sort of thing, keep your eyes open Saturday morning. And uh, Cats by 90. There you go. I love that. We've done a conference realignment show, I think, every off season. Also, just real quick, uh, who was that guy? This will be the final one. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you take Arkansas and Nebraska to get us to 12? Because that was floating around on Twitter this week. Brett, would you give it? Would you take those two? Mike, what about you? Are you letting those two in? Uh, yes to Nebraska. Absolutely fucking not to Arkansas, the Wu Pig Sui has me with some PTSD. Chef, are you letting those two in? I will, but I'd rather have Iowa instead of Arkansas. Hayes. Yes to Arkansas. Fuck Nebraska. Grant? Yeah, why not? Let's let's just mix it up. Connor, did you see that uh, soundbite going around before you guys picked conference realignment, or did that help spur the decision for this week's show? I did not see that at all. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so. I'll, I'll, find the cli- <laughs> I'll find the clip and send it to you. It, it, it uh, had a lot of Nebraska and Arkansas fans uh, in their feels. So, uh, Interesting. I, 
yeah, I can't wait to listen to your show. I, I'll, I'll be downloading it right when it comes out. Everyone should give it a listen. We love you guys. That's all we have. Grant, since you made it to the end of the live show, hit them with your, uh, hit them with your catchphrase, and then we're going to call them. Boneheads. Eat me up. Come here from all sorts of ways The reason we stay here is the same From being taught here what's right To never back from a fight These hills, they run deep in our veins Traditions run deep in us all even when most of y'all leave till fall Through the heat and the chill We got a tall order to fill To make this town the best that they ever saw So here's to all you wildcatters You flint rock road trashers You buck wild boys and girls of the plains do you bad blue stem bastards and out ball bashers? So hoping that this town'll never change. To them it seems strange, but we're brought up this way, singing out to our colors and our stripes. And thanks to folks like you, we'll never give up. Take the field We're half drunk And cranked up the ten From the first kickoff Play up to fade Paddings day You can come and race some hell With me friend We might not get up Till noon But we'll do more Than burn them down After two Creek to the bill from across to the ville. Raise them up, boys and girls. Here's to you. So here's to all you wildcatters, you flint rock road trashers, you buck wild boys and girls of the plains. To you, bad blue stem bastards, you all night ball bashers. Hoping that this town ever change Then it seems strange But we're brought up this way Singing out to our colors and our stripes Thanks to folks like you We'll never give up the fight And the classes are through Long with the life 
we're getting to You can always come get all undone We'll at the place where it all begun Here's to all you wildcatters You flint rock road trashers You buck wild boys and girls of the plains To you bad blue stem bastards You all-night ball bashers To hoping that this town will never change Seems strange, but we were brought up this way, singing hell to our purple and our white. And thanks to folks like you, we'll never give up the fight. We'll never give. Podcast Network.